1: Crime stories with Nancy Grace. A young, handsome, Ohio architect falls in love. He proposes. The wedding date is set. He heads off to visit with his fiance, and he's never seen again. Neither is she, for that matter. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friend Simone Jameson.
3: Dozens of people gathered here at St. Julie Billiard Church in Hamilton earlier this evening. A showing of just how loved 36-year-old Jose Gutierrez is in this community. The service brought together his family, friends, co-workers, and more in prayer that he'll be reunited with them very soon.
4: It's very stressful because we are here, United States citizens, on this side and our brother is in a totally different country where we have nowhereabouts of where he's at.
3: Luis Gutierrez is talking about his brother, 36-year-old Jose Gutierrez, the Cincinnati architect, last seen at CVG Airport December 22nd en route to Mexico to plan his wedding with his fiance, Slated for this fall, we're told while he did make it to Mexico, there's been no communication since. Okay. Do you know how much
1: time and energy I put into writing, don't be a victim? And as I started the chapter on traveling and traveling abroad, I could not ignore Mexico because all of my research started pointing toward Mexico as one of the most dangerous places to visit. This guy, Jose Gutierrez, goes to be with his fiance, and she is just gorgeous. All their plans. For their wedding nailed down and then the two of them just disappear? <sighs> Take a listen at our friends at Fox 19.
2: We're live here at CVG because this is the last place that 36-year-old Jose Gutierrez was seen on U.S. soil. So his family tells me they believe that shortly after he got to Mexico, he was abducted.
5: I mean, he does
2: go often. He
5: goes about three times a year.
2: Brandy Gutierrez says she thought nothing of her brother's holiday trip to Zacatecas, a state in Mexico near Texas. She said her brother would often visit his future wife. Their wedding date is set for next year. What's concerning is they haven't heard from him in days. Well, he loves socials. He
5: loves to dance. He's a good guy. Are you really worried? Um, yes, I am. We all are. And more from WCPO. Three emojis, like with a heart going like this.
6: That's the last message Brandy Gutierrez got from her brother. She
5: and her family haven't heard from him since. He is a great guy. Everyone loves him. He's well known. We're a family and it's it's we see ourselves as one. Um, and him mis- missing is like torn us apart.
6: 36-year-old Jose Gutierrez was in Mexico visiting his fiance, a
5: trip he took frequently. They're planning a wedding next year in September. I almost feel nauseous thinking about this
1: (laughs) i'm just thinking about his parents too they worked so hard to get him through college get him through architect school then he gets this fantastic job with an architect firm and he finally at age 36 finds the love of his life after a real uphill battle he finds her proposes the wedding is set Everything's done except no bride, no groom. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. But first, I want to go to Senior Inspector with the U.S. Marshal Service International Investigations Branch, formerly with the DOJ, Office of International Affairs. Uh, They worked with the U.S. Embassy in Kingston, um, Country Attaché, author of Solo Shot and Flying Solo, both of them on Amazon, Irv Brandt. You know, Irv, back me up on this. You know, do me a solid. When I started trying to write about how to stay safe when you travel, be it within our own wonderful country or going abroad, like giant red neon signs were pointing toward Mexico as dangerous.
7: Nancy, that's exactly right. And you've done the research. I've spent the vast majority of my career traveling to uh, other countries. i uh, conducted investigations in 60 countries on six continents. And without a doubt, Mexico is the most dangerous. Well, certain parts of Mexico is the most dangerous place in the world. When we were down there, I oversaw operations in our foreign field offices in Mexico City and Monterey, Guadalajara. We didn't go anywhere unless it was in armored SUVs with automatic weapons, with escorts uh, from the Mexican National Police and contractors uh, for additional security. That's how dangerous it is.
1: You know what I'm thinking about, Dr. Bethany Marshall. Killa Brantley joining DailyMail.com, who's all over this case. But Killa, hold on one moment, Dr. Bethany. I'm just thinking about how <laughs> of the phrase "love is blind." Guys, with me, Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned psychoanalyst, joining us out of Beverly Hills at Dr. All he could see was this beautiful bride. I mean, have you seen her? She, she looks like a beauty queen. She's gorgeous. And, you know, here he is. His family have come from nothing and worked fingers to the bone to get him through college, to get him through architect school. Then he lands this incredible position with this firm, a very sought-after firm, I might add, in Ohio. And all he wants to do is get married. I mean, I'm looking... At him with this big, huge smile, and her. She's got the dark brown hair pulled back, this beautiful brown eyes, this perfect porcelain-looking skin, and they make this gorgeous couple. And I'm sure as he was going to Mexico, she lived there to see her, and finalize all their wedding plans and look forward to the future, all he had on his mind was love. You know, like um, the horses in a race, they put on blinders so they can't Mm -hmm. see anything except what's right in front of them. And all he was thinking about was being in love.
8: Nancy, not only are those photos, uh, I, I see up late last night looking at these photos, too. There's one with him and his family. There must be 12 people. They all have their arms around each other. And in the photos of him and her, have you noticed they're like in dance halls? It looks like they're having this really great social life that's important to them. So, Nancy, the, the question of what do you think about when you're in love is a really important one that there, we know a lot from the field of neurobiology, and Mona Fishbane is the, the leading researcher in this area. She says that when you first fall in love, you're thinking about two things. One is that brain scans show up that the brain lights up just as if you were on cocaine, That's how excited people are for the first six to eight months. Also that you're thinking about the, you're seeing the other person in terms of your own unmet needs for a life together, for excitement, for going on an adventure, whatever the unmet need is, that's the only thing you see. And it it forms a sort of tunneling. So that that person is in this tunnel with you and the rest of the world is outside the tunnel. So you're not thinking about where you're traveling in terms of danger or potential harm. You're thinking about walking on the beach, holding hands, you know, the proverbial, you know, being proposed to at sunset. That's what you're thinking about. And Nancy, that's what we all long for. Go on social media or look at any magazine. That's what you're going to see is romantic images of couples. And, And research shows, not to be boring here, But research shows that mental health is actually higher when you're part of a couple. And so this is a really wonderful incubating time for the rest of your life. You're not thinking about something going wrong. I'm just thinking about what you just said. And you said it last. Did
1: you say six to eight months? Is that what you said? Six to eight months. Because I'm telling you right now, when David Lynch, as I call him, Uh big horse head, when he (laughs) walks in the room, when he comes home, my heart still jumps. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And another thing, Dr. Bethany, when I'm sitting there in the minivan waiting for the twins to come out of school because you know I'm picking them up and getting them home safely. When I see them walk out, my heart jumps and all I can think about is seeing them. I know. And it's like everything else fades away and i'm wondering what he was thinking about that night guys take a listen to our friends at fox 19 this is ken baker
2: gutiata says she last heard her brother and his fiance went out to eat and then the couple was never heard from again Right now, a Mexican-backed missing persons firm is looking for the couple. The U.S. does have a travel advisory for Zacatecas saying travelers should be weary of kidnapping and other crime. Gutierrez says news reports in the area say something went wrong that night. Her brother went missing.
5: The actual bar notices, like, screams, um, notices, like, s- that there's some type of way, like, there's something that is not right.
9: go to lifelock.com/iheart and save up to 25% your first year that's 25% off at lifelock.com/iheart identity theft protection starts here
1: Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining you right now is Kayla Brantley, investigative reporter with DailyMail.com. Kayla, thank you for being with us. Let's just take it from the top. So he leaves, uh, is it CVG Airport in Ohio? That'd be Cincinnati Airport. So he leaves,
11: his family last sees him on December 22nd, and he's going to spend Christmas, you know, the biggest holiday of the year, with his fiance with her family, and they go to a bar. Obviously, something goes wrong, and they are in a state of Mexico that is known for crime. They're not in Cancun with the Spring Breakers. They're not in Cozumel with all the cruise ships. They're in Zacatecas, which is on the U.S. Department of State's warning of do not travel. Okay, hold on, hold on, wait, keep talking. I'm looking
1: up right here in the book, Don't Be a Victim. It goes on and on. If you do travel to Mexico, and of course I say don't do it, but you have to look for crime and safety reports in Mexico. Follow the Department of State on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, it, It goes on and on. They even give... Roads to avoid. Now, listen, there's no way in i D L I'm taking the twins anywhere where I have to worry about what road I'm traveling on. And and but this guy is going to see his fiance. He has to go there. That's where she lives. So, you know, I guess in his mind, travel advisories be damned. Uh, guys, take a listen to our cut three, our friend Valerie.
6: Lions. Zacatecas is one of a handful of Mexican states with a do not travel advisory for American tourists due to high rates of murder and kidnapping. In fact, it's currently a battleground to two of Mexico's largest cartels. And that's why people took to the streets in Mexico Thursday, demanding Gutierrez and the others safe return and an overall end to violence in the region. Gutierrez family says they aren't giving up hope. But the 2,000-mile distance has made the days more difficult.
5: It's just so frustrating um, because we want to be there, but it's not safe. Still, they hold on and pray they'll ring in the new year with Jose
6: standing by them. It will make us complete again.
1: Straight back to Irv Brandt, who knows what he's talking about, U.S. Marshal Service, attache for our country, DOJ, Office of International Affairs. It goes on and on and on. What does that mean for there to be a do-not-travel advisory from the Department
7: of Justice? Nancy, there's a reason why State Department puts these things out. Uh, Like I said before, I travel extensively, and I still travel extensively. And the first thing that I do is check for State Department warnings. Uh, When countries like Mexico, especially... uh, as the other panelists mentioned, when you're not going to the tourist destinations, when you're not going to an all-inclusive resort that has its own security, when you're going to these cities, you you have to be extremely careful. And unfortunately, what's tragic is Mexican-Americans, American citizens, you know, from this country, but have ties to Mexico, uh, native speakers, and family on that side of the border. They're the biggest targets, and but they feel comfortable traveling in those places because they have family there, it feels like home, and they think they're safe when it's just the opposite. And and it's tragic what happens down there.
1: You know, I heard another thing. Gary Davidson, guys, is with me. High profile lawyer joining us, partner with Diaz Ruiz International Law Firm and Alliance. Gary Davidson, did you hear the reporter say a Mexican missing person firm? So many people are victims of violence and go missing in Mexico. That is a boutique. Niche uh, business in Mexico are firms to find missing Americans. But you know what? Mexican police, ha, ha. I have they written in my notes. Mexican police are on it. Right. They're the ones that let El Chapo go. How am I going to have any faith in them? What's a Mexican missing person firm, Gary?
12: Well, actually, unfortunately, it's. the reality on the ground is that, uh, and and having handled a number of cases in in Mexico, uh, you don't have in Mexico in the private sector um, the the level of investigative talent or the uh, the profession of of being an investigator is is not uh, it's just not there. Uh, very very few uh, attorneys down there who need help uh, in investigations. Uh, are able to turn to locals uh, for that assistance. They have to bring somebody in from outside the country often. So <clears throat> that's, uh, but it is, it, you know, the flip side is in places like uh, Zacatecas, you're not going to have the the level of police sophistication that you would have in a place such as Mexico City to deal with these sorts of issues.
1: You know, Mexico City, Zacatecas, you know, just, Every case I've ever dealt with that has ties to Mexico is a disaster. Always. Do not count on them. They're they're nothing like our police forces here. Yeah, our police force has a lot of problems. I know that. But you go to Mexico and you can't wait to get back to your own U.S. police force. I'm telling you. And I've been there. I've dived all over Cozumel, Cancun everywhere off, every beach I could find. And I'm telling you, uh, I would dive under the water and go back to the hotel because crime is horrible there. And U.S. citizens are sitting ducks, just like you heard stated by Gary Davidson. Guys, when you're trying to find somebody, you don't just look forward. Where could they be? You look backward. Who are they? Who's the person you're looking to? When you don't know a horse, you look at his track record. Where is he likely to be? Who's his fiance? What is she into? What do we know about her? Well, listen to Simone, Jameson, Fox
3: 19, and our friends at WCPO. Friday dozens gathered for a candlelight service at St. Julie Billiards Church in Hamilton, praying for his safe return. He is
4: very well missed and As we can see, we are a a numerous family and without him, it's really hard.
3: Jose, the oldest of seven children, his siblings describing him as a role model who overcame all odds to earn his master's degree
5: and work full time in his field. He is a very hard, smart um, guy and he has accomplished everything that he has um, proposed. And I know he will fight through this. The 36-year-old architect from Hamilton went missing
6: in Mexico while visiting his fiance. They, along with two of her relatives, were last seen at a bar in the north-central state of Zacatecas Christmas Day. None have been heard from since. After earning his master's at Miami University, he joined Champlin Architecture three years ago, where several projects seem to have been put on pause. He's
0: a great guy. I mean, every time I see him in the office, he's got a smile on his face and always willing to jump in and help people. So Everybody was happy to have him on their teams, and um, you know, obviously, without him there, we're we're gonna we're hoping he comes back soon because we'd have work to do and love working with him. That's who he is. You don't
1: find any secret dope addiction, you know, an alcoholic, a, a risk taker. This is a guy that puts his nose to the grindstone and works for his family, his future fiance. And you know what we found out about her? She's just as beautiful on the inside as the out. So Dr. Tim Gallagher, guys, is a very well-known medical examiner for the state of Florida. You can find him at pathcaremed.com. He teaches at University of Florida Medical School, teaches forensic medicine, and he is the founder and host of the International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation Conference. Dr. Gallagher, the person that's being described to us is responsible put himself through with the help of his family, undergrad, and a master's degree in architecture, is with a very prestigious firm. He works weeks straight, and then he visits fiancé in Mexico, comes back and works, visits fiancé. No record, no felony, no misdemeanor, no ordinance violation. I can't even find a speeding ticket on this guy never has missed a mortgage payment, nothing. So here's my question to you. And yes, I know you're an MD, a medical doctor, but wouldn't you agree that a large percentage of the people that end up on your examination table at the morgue have engaged in risky behavior, dope, alcohol, speeding, um, high crime area, crime the works.
4: Well absolutely, Nancy. Um, you know, a lot of these people put themselves on purpose, you know, in these very risky situations. You know, and they're risky situations because you can become harmed, you know, in that area. Um at some you know, when you go there and nothing happens to you, it emboldens you. You know, you feel that maybe you're a little more invincible than the next person and you feel relaxed in going back again. But eventually you know, the numbers will catch up with you. If you put yourself in a risky situation, something bad will happen to you over the course of time. And that's exactly true what we find here at the morgue. Some of these people, um, they just happen to be the good people, but in the wrong place with the wrong people at the wrong time. You know, and this example that we're showing today could be one of that. Could be they just happen to be with the wrong people, Mm.
1: You know, you brought up something really important right there, Dr. Gallagher. The wrong people. It wasn't just these two. When you said people, they're not wrong. Let me clear that up. But the bride and groom... We're also with two other women, Kayla Brantley joining me, dailymail.com. Were the two other women that were with them, her sisters or her friends, who were they? It was
11: her sister, um, who is 26 years old, and then a cousin, um, which was also a female cousin. Um, We don't know much about their backgrounds, but we assume that they are from there, so they could possibly know people from the community, but where crime is this rampant and there's violence and gang violence it's almost impossible to not you know know somebody or be connected in some way or it could be completely random it, it really there are so many questions here i'm looking
1: at one of the girls irma vargas gorgeous beautiful yeah and then a really young girl viviana marquez she, she looks like she's you know maybe 20 with her pet dog, taking her husky dog on a walk. And as much as we've tried to find anything bad about them, we haven't found a thing. And, you know, Dr. Bethany Marshall, I'm not looking to find out bad things about them. I'm looking to find out if they had a record. Did they do drugs? Mm -hmm. Did they sell drugs? Did they do nothing? They're scrubbed in sunshine, Dr. Mm -hmm. Bethany. You got this guy, he's worked his whole life to get the top of his game in architecture. He's finally marrying and start a family, and they're out with her two girl cousins. They did
8: everything right, Bethany. You know, not only did they do everything right, but on both sides of the border, to the north and to the south, they were ensconced in family. You know, they had deep family ties. They have family who miss them. They, they have family who is looking for them. You know, it's easy to talk about the dangerous sides of being south of the border because that's our job. It's our job to warn people. It's our job to make sense of all of this. But there are also uh, kids who go to college. These kids were in their 20s, kids who start careers, kids who want jobs. You know, young people who are at the beginning of their lives and have hopes and dreams, and um, this is, you know, I think I compare some parts of Mexico to Europe that, you know, you see a lot of um, very European attitudes because I do happen to spend a lot of time there, especially in Mexico City. So there's a very large European community. There's Wait a minute,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. You spend a lot of time in Mexico City, right? In Mexico City, yeah. Yeah, well, that's because... Your parents and you were it's, missionaries. Weren't you missionaries there? That's right, Nancy. I hate to say it. Okay, well, I don't think anybody's going to break into the church and rob you. Well, I don't know. Maybe they will. But I think... <laughs> Okay, that's a good point right there. Where you go as a missionary is a lot different than going out to a bar or a
8: restaurant. Dr. Bethany? Absolutely true. I never want to be on the witness stand with you. Yes, we are not going to uh, bars. They're just going out
1: to dinner. Guys, take a listen to our cut eight from Fox 19.
3: Now, multiple law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, are working to locate both Jose and his fiance. Asserts that Jose's sibling says has taken its toll on the tight knit family.
4: My mind's just racing. I'm finding myself now crying every now and again and trying to stay strong for my brothers and my family and just praying for him to be home as well as this. The person these women been missing with as well. So it makes it very hard to understand why these things aren't happening to our family.
3: An ordeal they're hopeful, the power of prayer, word of mouth and social media will unify more people and lead to the outcome they've been pleading for. We're not stopping until we get you home, brother. Erb Brandt,
1: uh, former U.S. Marshal Service, DOJ, country attache, multiple law enforcements, my rear end. Are they including the Mexican police in that?
7: Yes, they are, Nancy. And the thing to understand is that... I
1: mean, am I wrong? If I'm wrong, tell me. But, I mean, to me, they're not worth the salt that goes in their bread. They never help us. No, and and you're right. But
7: when, when they talk about multiple, um, every U.S. federal agency has representatives in Mexico. Uh, and there's a the FBI, reason for that. The U.S. Marshal Service, the DEA, And there is a reason for that. And if requested from either the federales or the local jurisdictions, the U.S. will always help in the the investigation. But they have to be asked, it has to be requested from them. Uh, The agents down in Mexico have diplomatic immunity, they, they have diplomatic status, uh they're allowed to carry firearms, but they're not law enforcement officers in that country. That's a sovereignty issue. Uh they're not allowed to conduct investigations on their own. They accompany they have to be accompanied by the Mexican authorities and more importantly, they have their assistance has to be requested from those agencies before they can start an investigation.
1: Gary Davison with me, partner Diaz Ruiz, International Law Firm and Alliance, has done a lot of business in Mexico with crimes and other matters. You know, Gary, maybe I've got it backwards and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. And I mean that um, because by the time I get a case out of Mexico, it's about a dead body or a missing U.S. citizen. That's Those are the cases I see. Or drug lords that would come straight out of Mexico and land on my back door in inner city Atlanta so I could prosecute them and, and try to keep a tally of all the dead bodies they leave behind them. That's the way I look at it. But am I wrong?
12: No. You're not wrong uh, in the sense that, and, and a lot of people who... You know, are accustomed to traveling to Mexico, to places like Mexico City, to the tourist destinations in, in Cancun and so forth. They lose sight of the fact that, you know, every country has certain values and people, what people don't understand, if you haven't spent time in the legal system in, in any capacity dealing with Mexico, is the fundamental fact that human life is just not valued in Mexico, The way it is valued in the United States and Canada. And it's a sad, it's a sad day to have to say that. Um, but you look at a place, you know, like Zacatecas, about 12% of that entire population in that, in that geographic area are college educated. The majority, the vast majority have only completed seventh grade. Um, when you're dealing with this level of poverty and lack of education and lack of mobility, uh, and you, you're dealing with a very, very depraved uh, sort of a, a and desperate and desperate yes, very, very desperate situations. Um, and and so yes. Mexico is known for for violence. Mexico is known for, you know, in, in its legal system for on the for instance on the civil side. They, they the value of human life in a wrongful death case in Mexico is approximately $45,000. That says everything.
1: purpose gcu equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come by honoring your career calling you impact your family your friends and your community whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's master's or doctoral degree gcu's online on-campus and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic personal and professional goals Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, then there is a twist in the search for architect Jose Gutierrez, his bride-to-be, Daniela, and her family, her cousins, Viviana and Irma. Take a listen to our friends at WLWT.
9: Yesterday, we reported that authorities discovered the vehicle Gutierrez and his fiancé's family were in. The SUV had bullet holes and flat tires. Now, the attorney general for Zacatecas says members of Mexico's National Guard found a burial zone near the vehicle. The initial assessment is that four bodies had been buried, three women and one man. Genetic testing will be done to determine their identities. Now, while we verify today's update from Zacatecas, Jose Gutierrez, a sister who also lives in Hamilton, says the FBI has not yet confirmed the news about the discovery of those bodies.
1: To Kayla Brantley, joining us, DailyMail.com. Tell me about the SUV riddled with bullet holes, with flat
11: tires. Well, just like you said, they found the SUV finally, and bullet holes, flat tires, airbags deployed, and nearby a gravesite, four bodies. And what was taking so long to identify at least Jose Gutierrez was that the bodies were reportedly charred. So past recognition, there needed to be DNA testing done, and to finally you know, find the identities of these bodies. So this was a brutal, brutal slaying.
1: Irv Brandt joining me. The SUV riddled with bullets, the tires flattened, bodies charred, beyond recognition. What kind of a crime was that? What did they want?
7: Kidnapping Nancy. Uh, typical M.O. Uh, for for a kidnapping the you were saying you were talking about you were trying to find something out about the families maybe about their past and looking for nefarious activities when just the opposite is what makes them the perfect target is they have no they have no past they have no criminal ties they're not connected to the cartels they have good families on both sides of the border in in America and in Mexico, which makes them the perfect target for extortion from their Mexican families and their American families. Something obviously went wrong if they were killed, uh, because that wouldn't be the objective. There's no money in that. But that is exactly why they were targeted. Is because they were good people, not because they were bad people.
1: Dr. Tim Gallagher, a medical examiner for the state of Florida, when you have charred remains like this and you can't make a visual identification of the body, how do you extract DNA from ashes, from charred remains? What do you go into the bone?
4: Well, you have to remember that the charring is on the outside of the body. In many cases, the inside of the body is very well preserved. I mean, the the body is made up of 75 to 80% water, you know, so that's not going to burn, but, uh, It is very easy to even obtain blood or bone marrow, you know, from uh, these so-called charred remains. And just because they look charred on the outside doesn't mean that there's any damage done uh, entirely on the inside. DNA is very easy to obtain, as well as dental records. And sometimes even fingerprints or uh, palm prints can be a um, uh, taken if the hands uh, uh, haven't um, uh, been consumed by the fire. It's
1: just so hard for me to hear what you're saying. Dr. Gallagher, I know it all to be true mm-hmm. but um, we got right right beside me photos of them getting ready for their their wedding. Guys, take a listen to our cut 13. Our friend Larry.
13: Seward. Jose's sister says the Miami University grad-turned-architect flew to Mexico to spend the holidays with his bride-to-be and her family. On Christmas Day, on the way to Pichardo's family home, the group stopped at a bar in Zacatecas. It is a city so plagued by kidnapping, crime, and warring drug cartels that the U.S. State Department urges Americans not to travel there. Gutierrez's group never made it out. Authorities searched for nearly a month before finding their bodies. And so far, no one faces charges for the murders, which moved crowds to block the highway, demanding justice. Authorities say they're investigating and promised to send Gutierrez's body back to the U.S., where his family can say final goodbyes.
1: Well, that's not really making me feel any better. Uh, Actual protests there in Mexico demanding justice and more in our Cut 12
13: WCPO.
4: (laughs) WCPO.
13: In Corotlan, Mexico, loved ones cried over the caskets of Paula Vargas, Vivianas, and Daniela Pichardo. Their funeral Sunday followed this highway blocking demonstration over a Christmas Day crime that also claimed the life of Hamilton architect Jose Gutierrez.
9: Eso lo
13: que Mexican authorities confirmed Gutierrez's DNA matches bones found in a hidden grave last week near this SUV with a flat tire and bullet holes. Police found remains of his fiance, her sister and cousin there too. All four disappeared Christmas Day.
1: A funeral instead of a wedding. People protesting in the streets for justice. And you just heard high-profile lawyer Gary Davidson and... Irv Brandt describing an area so poor, so uneducated, people desperate, willing to commit kidnappings and murders. And now these funerals, other people thronging the streets, trying to get justice for the three local ladies, the bride and her two cousins that were murdered. So and Brantley, has anybody been arrested or prosecuted?
11: No arrests, no prosecutions. We're not even sure if there's any suspects at this point. We just have four charred bodies that are going to be, you know, in caskets at a funeral without a wedding. And you really have to just think of the family here. Best case scenario, once they knew they were in danger, they were thinking ransom. They were prepared to pay any ransom to try to get them back. But it was worst-case scenario at this point where now they have funerals. You know, Irv,
1: I don't even know what to say. You were just hearing Kayla Brantley from DailyMail.com describing the families putting together money for a ransom. And now uh, the firm announcing a Miami University scholarship in Jose's name. That's what we've got left, a scholarship in his name, because he's dead.
7: It's tragic, Nancy, and... It's very big news here in the United States. It, it, it's tragic. But unfortunately, it's not news in Mexico. Thousands of crimes, just like this one. Thousands, multiple, every day happens, just like this. I read intelligent reports when I was at Marshall Service headquarters coming from the Mexican National Police, and I would look at photos of they would find semi trucks, the the trailers full of bodies, with the heads removed and the hands removed, so you couldn't identify the victims. This is it's beyond belief what goes down there, and I have zero confidence that anyone will ever be identified and charged with this scrum.
1: Agree or disagree, Gary Davidson?
12: Highly unlikely the perpetrators will be found, um, and, uh, that justice will be done here. Um, you know, you, you just, um, your heart goes out to the families because it's, it's just, um, it's one thing to lose a family member, um, you know, from natural causes. It's quite another to uh, never really have any closure, never really know what happened and who are the people who, who, um, who perpetrated it and why they did it. Um, and so, uh, that, that's what we're left with though.
1: The tip line 1-800-225-5324. I cannot accept that we will not get justice. 800-225-5324. Goodbye, friend.
0: Zigazoo has made me zigzag.